Welcome to the 5 Minutes to Health podcast with Dr. J. Scott Reese. I'm John Block, your host, as we join Dr. Reese to discuss another important topic affecting the health of you and your family. Thanks for joining us. And Dr. Scott, it's time to talk about the Zika virus again, and we're hearing more and more cases here in the States. Usually they're travel-related, but what do we need to know to stay safe this summer when it comes to the Zika virus? John, you're right. Zika virus now, of course, some cases in the United States. The epicenter had been Brazil, but it spread to most of South America, Central America, some cases in Africa. But now it's kind of the southern United States starting to see some cases pop up, which is not surprising, by the way. So what's the big deal about Zika? Just a quick reminder about that. You know, Zika virus is a virus that spread through mosquito bites as well as through intimate relationships and intercourse. The illness caused by Zika virus by itself isn't that big of a deal. It causes some flu-like illnesses, you know, making you not feel well, can give you a fever, a rash, kind of muscle aches, maybe some red sore eyes and a headache, kind of flu-like symptoms. And the reality is we think only about one in five people who actually get infected with the virus actually develop any symptoms at all. And of those that do get symptoms, the vast majority get over those symptoms entirely in about a week or less. The issue is this. It is associated with neurologic damage to a developing baby. A baby who's still in the womb of the mother can have some problems with the development of the brain resulting in a condition uh, where the brain doesn't grow appropriately resulting in a small brain and hence a small head we call microcephaly. There is also a potential neurologic problem called Guillain-Barre syndrome that can damage the motor nerves of uh, a child or adult, for that matter. Uh, that is a lesser of, a, of uh, a frequency than the microcephaly, we think, but still a potential concern. So that's kind of the big deal about this, John. Overall, uh, an illness that's self-limited, except especially in the cases of pregnancy. So that's the big alarm right now. Dr. Scott, what would you say to a couple considering conceiving a child right now? It would probably differ depending on geography, but what would you say? Well, I get asked that question a lot. Of course, we'll, we'll talk about you know folks residing in the United States. Is it safe to conceive a child? Uh, and the answer is, you know, keep in mind the big picture here. There are risks everywhere, risks to you, to your child uh, developing. So what's the perfect time to have a child? Well, the answer isn't there. There is never a perfect time, right? God is still sovereign over all of this, including the health of our preborn children. But there are some, I think, some wise things we can do here. If you are traveling, especially to a Zika endemic area, uh, you know, I have been to Central America recently, uh, a lot of other friends, colleagues who are going to maybe Central America, South America for a mission trip this summer. If you do that and you come back, you'll want to wait about two months before you attempt to conceive a child, uh, mostly to make sure that you don't develop an infection once you've gotten back and then can be able to shed that through intercourse, okay? And that applies to both men and women, 
Okay. Now, if you do have symptoms of Zika virus, and we're hearing in the news some pop-up reports of people infected with Zika virus itself, if you have been infected, then experts are recommending you wait about six months before you attempt conception. So the vast majority of us, yes, it's not a reason to delay attempts at conception. If you are traveling to that or maybe you've been exposed or you develop the Zika virus, definitely some reasons to delay it temporarily. Dr. Scott, what about preventing Zika virus infection? What are some good tips that we all can practice? Well, let me give you my top three tips, John, to prevent infection by Zika virus. And by the way, they're the same as for other mosquito-borne illnesses like dengue virus or chikungunya virus that you may hear about in the news as well. So here are the top three tips. Number one, of course, mosquito repellent, right? Using DEET when you're outside or some other repellent. Wear sleeves, you know, especially if you're going into the woods. Maybe you're going to go on a hike or do some camping or do some work in the woods. Very common to get bit by mosquitoes. So wear some sleeves there. Use your repellent when you're out in the day. Keeping in mind, the Mosquitoes that spread Zika virus are actively biting during the day. They're not the night-biting mosquitoes. Second tip is this. Keep your windows closed, or at least if they're open, make sure you have good, intact screens on them. Okay, the mosquitoes will come on in and uh, then be in your house, and you're sort of trying to chase around a buzz. Best to keep them closed. Keep the air conditioner on if you can. If you do open the windows, put the screens on, keep the door shut so you don't get those little intruders joining you in your you know, bathroom and bedroom. The third tip is this. Walk around your yard, walk around your house, and look for containers that might have standing water. John, people may think it takes big ponds or something to grow mosquito eggs. Not the case at all. Mosquitoes can lay their eggs. They can hatch hundreds of new mosquitoes in as little as one teaspoon of water. So look around. You have some flower pots. Maybe there's some buckets. Maybe you have a tire swing sitting out for the kids that has just a little water in the bottom. Check out your yard. Maybe after it rains, you'll have some area that sort of accumulates some, uh, you know, there's a low spot, a dip that accumulates some water that might need a, a French drain installed there. Simple things you can do, you know, bird baths you might think of. Maybe there's just a cup sitting out there somebody forgot about doesn't take much to hold that water and to grow those mosquitoes that could potentially pose a health hazard for you or your family. Thank you for joining us for this week's 5 Minutes to Health podcast with Dr. J. Scott Reese, founder of iFactor Health. Be sure to sign up for important health updates on drreese.com and we'd love to hear from you on our Dr. J. Scott Reese page on Facebook. <music>